The Shakespeare Society and PlayShakespeare.com presents Shakespeare Talks. Shakespeare Talks. Hi and welcome. I'm here with Leslie Courier, Managing Director of the Marin Shakespeare Company. Leslie and Robert Currier, Robert Currier is the Artistic Director at Marin Shakespeare Company. They are celebrating their 20th season. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, let's go back a little bit in time. Sure. And to the origins of the Marin Shakespeare Festival. So the Marin Shakespeare Festival began in Ross, California in 1961 and moved to its current home at Forest Meadows Amphitheater at Dominican University in San Rafael in 1967. You came on board in 1989. How did that happen? John Brebner and Ann Brebner started the original festival in 1961 and moved to Forest Meadows because they'd really outgrown the the little amphitheater there and some of the neighbors complained about the noise. Um, they got the nuns, the sisters at Dominican University, to turn what had been used as a natural amphitheater into the Forest Meadows Amphitheater, what you see there today with the built-in seating and the stage the tech booth, the capacity to do lighting at night. And the festival was there from 67 to 72. By that time, Anne and John, who had founded it, had divorced. And I wasn't there at the time, but the story, but, but they basically got kicked out of Forest Meadows. There was a fire that burned down their costume shop. I hear that there was tension between the actors. And remember, this was the early 70s. Right. This was an interesting era tension between sort of the hippie actors doing Shakespeare in the woods and some of the local local Dominican neighborhood youth who maybe disapproved of those hippie actors. But they were asked to leave um, in, in after their 72 season and they did a season in 1973 at the Palace of Fine Arts that I'm told lost so much money that it bankrupted the company and they had to shut down. So over the years people had tried to revive Shakespeare at Forest Meadows, but never with more than a one-off performance. It never really went anywhere. And in the mid-80s, a group of people started meeting in Marin to talk about how could we have Shakespeare back, because they remembered it. They were Some of them were kids who had been involved as teenagers, as volunteers. Other were people who had been on the old board of directors, people who who enjoyed the performances, they wanted it back. And they met for several years and talked about it. And one of the people, by a fluke, knew Bob, called him up. He was then the artistic director of the Ukiah Players Theater, which he had built um, up in Mendocino County. And I came home from a, being at a rehearsal one night, and Bob said, hey, you want to go to Marin and start a Shakespeare theater? Which sounded like a great adventure. So we did. We came in 1989. I think it helped that it, it helped a little that Bob left Ukiah the year before to go with me when I started an MFA program. And I had left before that to go do, and, and acted for a season at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. So I, I was only in Ukiah for a few years. So, so we had already sort of experienced being gone from there. But mostly, I think it was a great adventure. There were a lot of things in our personal lives that made it seem like it would be a neat thing to try. 
And so we came here in 1989. There were seven people on the board of directors. Not a penny had been raised. We started just trying to raise money every month. We would try to come up with a different idea for raising a little bit of money. And we put on a play that summer. And, and what play was that? It was As You Like It, directed by Ann Brebner. And it was wonderful. It was it was sort of neat, and we figured out we can do this. And people came? People came. People enjoyed it. It's just beautiful out there at Forest Meadows. And at that time, there was a, a world music festival that performed at Forest Meadows the second half of the summer. So when that festival went away, after we'd been there for five years, we were able to expand and add a second performance. So we started with just one performance. After five years, we added, we went to two performances, and a few years later, we added a third performance. Maybe some someday we'll add a fourth performance, but right now, three feels like a good number for us. Right, right. Well, you mentioned that you acted at Oregon Shakespeare um, up in Ashland. What other kind of background did you have in Shakespeare in, in 1989, both you and Robert, uh, coming into start a Shakespeare company in Marin? That's a really good question. Shakespeare was not really our focus. We we met, uh, the first play that we ever did together was an evening at the Ukiah Playhouse of scenes from Shakespeare. And um, I have always loved studying Shakespeare. And I had performed a little bit of Shakespeare as a student and then been at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival for a year, but really our background was not specifically Shakespeare. We were both sort of lifelong theater artists, and Shakespeare was just something that we have enjoyed so much learning over the years uh, ourselves. So we weren't experts when we started. We certainly don't consider ourselves experts yet, but Shakespeare is something that everybody can benefit from, from exploring for their entire lives. Well, you've coddled and cared for the Marin Shakespeare Company for two decades. What do you think distinguishes Marin Shakespeare Company from other um, Shakespeare festivals and companies in the immediate Bay Area? One of the things which I already mentioned is that we do plays set classically, which seems to be rare these days around here. Right. But I think the real answer to that is that theater is a local art form. Here in the Bay Area, we are used to sometimes driving you know, an hour and a half, two hours to see a piece of theater, but most people will see theater that is a relatively easy drive for them. So I would say that we fulfill that niche of providing the North Bay, you know, Marin County, Sonoma County, if you live in Napa County, ours is the Shakespeare Festival, the, the professional theater that, that is going to be sort of your local Shakespeare Festival. Another thing that we do that I think is really important is our educational and outreach programs. And while I don't think that most of what we're doing is unique, again, it's the fact that we're doing it for people here. You're, you're, if your child is going to participate in a Shakespeare camp, you're not going to want to have to drive too far every day to take him or her back and forth from camp. Same thing with an after-school Shakespeare class. The other thing that we do is programs in the schools, and then we, we do a lot of interesting educational programs. Right, and you also have educational programs for adults and workshops for adults, correct? We do, yes. We do some of those through Dominican University's Osher Lifelong Learning Program. Um, some, of the, some of the more interesting educational programs that we do, we have a teen touring company. Teenagers rehearse a Shakespeare play with a professional director, and then they tour that to schools and senior centers, and we do those performances for free. 
it gives the teenagers a chance to perform for elementary school students, middle school students, high school students, and seniors, and to perform in 12 or 13 or 14 different locations. They have to be ambassadors and they also have to adjust to a different performance space and a different audience every place they go. It's an amazing learning experience for them and it gives us an opportunity to offer a free Shakespeare production to students and seniors in at their location. So that's really wonderful. What does it mean to be an ambassador? Well, it it just it just means that when they go into a new location, they need to greet their hosts, they need to set up what they're doing, they need to, you know, strike what they're doing at the end. They they lead question and answer sessions, so we're really training them to interface with the public not just to step out on stage and perform and it's a great it's a great thing in terms of why the arts remain important if you can try to imagine a world without art it would be sort of like a stalinist russia you know where the buildings are made out of out of concrete and everybody's wearing earth tones <laughs> it's and 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 you know what happens is people just like drink a lot of vodka and try to like die young. Um, <laughs> the arts are important to nurture creativity, and America thrives on creativity, in in business, in in life. We we need that. We all need that to to have successful, happy, fulfilling lives. Whether you're watching a Shakespeare play or participating in a Shakespeare play as a student or whether you have the great good fortune and talent and courage to, to have a, a life as a professional artist, which really takes a lot of courage and a lot of, uh, a lot of sacrifice, but has tremendous joys. The arts are for everybody. They're important for everybody. And it's historically, you, we, what we've seen is in times when the economy is being very challenging and people's daily lives are very hard. People want the arts even more. They, they want perhaps the escapism of going to see a movie or a play, or perhaps they, what they need is that reminder, that very low cost reminder that there is beauty and joy and profundity and laughter out there to be had for the price of a ticket or hey come to our pay what you will performance and you can come for free and I think they also want to be reminded that this is human beings at our best and they want to be a part of that we all want to be a part of that you personally are involved in a program at San Quentin prison the Shakespeare drama program which is part of the prison arts program there um, and been in rehearsal with a group of I believe 10 inmates so you are staging this play, one time, full-length play, um, at San Quentin. How did you get involved in a program like this? When did you get involved? It has come up over the years. We've had board members from the beginning of the festival who have said, you know, we should do something over at San Quentin. And finally, somebody said, you know, here's, you should call this person at San Quentin to talk about doing something. And I try to follow up on crazy ideas that my board members have. So I called that person at San Quentin, and it wasn't the right person, but they led me to Steve Emmerich, who's, who is the arts and corrections officer there. And we started talking about doing a class. And in 2004, we sent a, a teacher over who did a weekly class with a, a group of inmates. And that has grown over the years into the last couple of years being able to put on a performance where beautifully the the chapel the chaplains of the chapel have allowed us to use that space 
which means that we are able to have an inmate audience of about 300 men to see their peers performing Shakespeare. And it's a very powerful experience. The performance itself is unusual because there isn't a lot of laughter and poetry and dancing that you'll find at San Quentin outside of a Shakespeare performance. And the question and answer sessions afterwards have been enlightening and moving. The men who participate talk about how important this is in their lives. They have children, and to be able to say to their children, well, I'm locked up in San Quentin, but I'm performing Shakespeare. I'm playing Dogberry, I'm playing Puck, is something that, that gives them and their families a lot of hope. And I've heard our inmate actors talk about, encourage their, their, their peers. They say to them, do something with your lives. Write something, paint a picture, get involved with the performance, go to school, learn something. So for them, it's, it gives them a goal. It gives them something to do that improves them as human beings. And it gives hundreds of inmates a chance to see Shakespeare and think about some of the great ideas in Shakespeare and have that experience also of seeing their, their peers potentially make fools of themselves. So there's many wonderful things about the program. It's just one of the outreach programs that we do for free around the county. We do free programs for youth from Marin City, from the Canal area, which is an area of Marin that is mostly immigrant families. Marin City is mostly low-income families, many African-American families. So we're trying to do programs that, that brings Shakespeare and, and the great learning experience of Shakespeare to a number of populations that would not otherwise be able to ex experience and, and uh, participate in Shakespeare. Wonderful. Well, I saw the performance last year at San Quentin, Much Do About Nothing, your first full-length performance there, and this year you're doing A Midsummer Night's Dream. I'm looking forward to it. Back to Marin Shakespeare, yes. and in, in your 20 years, what has been your most memorable production or experience? Oh, gosh. There's so many memories. <laughs> <laughs> um, we t you know, people will often say, what's your favorite play? And, right. and while I have some favorites, really the answer is whatever we're working on right now, because whatever play you are in rehearsal with is, is the one that you're most in love with at the moment. And it's possible to fall deeply in love with every single Shakespeare play. For us, for Bob and I, we now enjoy being at the back of the audience and watching the audience. I mean, we, we're in rehearsal, we see the plays, we see the actors, we like watching the plays, but we love watching the audience. And for us, some of our most memorable experiences have been um, times when the audience has erupted into almost incontrollable laughter. Um, <laughs> and watching them, watching them laugh has been incredible for us. And then the stories that we've heard over and over about people who have bring, brought their children to performances and they've tried to get their five-year-old to leave at intermission and, and the child says, no, no, mom, I have to see what's going to happen to Juliet. You know, so these, these stories of children and, and people discovering the stories for the first time and that. Oh, and then, then of course, we've had memorable disasters like 
the blackout, that the, the West Coast blackout that, that happened on our final night of one of our performances. And we raced to the store and, you know, rented the last generator in stock and got just a few lights <laughs> up and were able to, you know, have the final performance, even though there was a blackout all over the West Coast. How dramatic. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's there's all sorts of there's all sorts of you know barely missed disasters that that uh, that go along with doing live theater and particularly outdoor live theater that that really keep us on our toes. For us, we we started the company when our older son was ten months old and our younger son, who's now seventeen. Our our kids have been able to grow up with Shakespeare, as have so many other children in in Marin County who come to see the plays every year as a family tradition and that's a great joy and of course the artists who we get to work with the incredibly talented artists who bring so much to the table and who just elevate the level of creativity theater is is a collaborative art form what about a dream show do you have something you and Robert that you just really would love to do or something you'd like to revisit that you've done before? You know, we do it every year. We we have dreams, you know, every season for us is, wow, wouldn't it be great to do this with these people? And then we do it. So um, we have now done more than half of the Shakespeare plays. There's a few that, that we're terrified of ever doing, like King John or Timon of Athens. There, We're not yet, we haven't yet fallen in love with them. So maybe someday we'll fall in love with some of those plays that are rarely done. Um, I would not say it's at this point our our intention to try to work our way through the canon, but we are really enjoying doing plays that we've never done before, and we would like to do the plays that we haven't done, or at least the ones, a lot of the plays that we haven't done, and then it's always just such a joy to come back to a play that you've done before because you're always finding new insights and new depths to it and getting to work on it with a new group of collaborators. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see this season and and see all your dreams. Well, if you could look into your crystal ball or your glass of water there and see the future of Marin Shakespeare, what is it? We would like to renovate the amphitheater. It was built in 1967, so it's over 40 years old. I would love to think that the renovation of the amphitheater will happen sometime in the next five or 10 years to make that space a a better performance space for our audiences mostly, because there are things about it that could be improved, including the acoustics and audience amenities. So that's that's a big dream of mine for the future. I think that our plays get better every year, so I, just really see us continuing to find ways to make more and better theater all the time. And there's an infinite uh, capacity to expand education programs to benefit more students of all ages. So more and better is, is, is what I hope for. You're getting ready for an exciting 2009 season, opening with Oscar Wilde's play The Importance of Being Earnest, followed by what sounds to be a festive adaptation of Twelfth Night. I hope so. (laughs) And you're ending the season on a heavier note with Julius Caesar. Why did you choose these three plays to represent your 20th anniversary season? We like to try to choose a season that's very varied. We don't always do that. When we decided to do Henry IV, Part one and Henry the Fourth, Part two, as two of our three plays, 
we realized that that wasn't a season with a lot of variety, but we really wanted to do that anyhow. But more typical for us is to try to have a lot of variety in our season. And generally, Bob will fall in love with the idea of doing one play or two different plays, um, either because of just a personal desire to want to do it right then and there, generally because of collaborators, generally because there's an actor or a director who he really wants to work with. With uh, Julius Caesar, we had done King Lear with Barry Craft uh, three seasons ago, and we had been talking to him about doing Caesar. We weren't able to do it last summer because Barry had to go to China to see a solar eclipse. That's... <laughs> He's very much into, like Shakespeare, very much into the movement of the heavens and the right. earth. Uh, so, so Caesar, unusually for us, was planned a couple of years in advance. And, and uh, working with Barry Craft is amazing because Barry is one of the great theatrical Shakespearean minds on the West Coast and has so much experience from his 25 seasons at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. And brings such a playful spirit to it and such a, an adventurous love of digging into the text and finding what's there. So Caesar was on the agenda. And to balance that for another Shakespeare play, we decided to do something completely different, which is this very music-filled 1960s adaptation of Twelfth Night that we had written and performed down in Mexico. Just as a side note, we go down to Baja every year. For the last nine years, we've been doing this. And we put on a Shakespeare play with total amateurs who live in a tiny little town with 3,500 people. They're mostly retirees and local business people, expatriates. And it's an amazing experience for this town and, and for us, a great way to reconnect with how Shakespeare speaks to people who aren't professional Shakespeareans. We had put this adaptation together for them as a fun way for them to include music and dance and and baby boomer pop culture in the play. Uh, they loved it. We loved it. It was so much fun. We said, oh, let's just try it in Marin. And then Bob decided really as a gift to himself to choose the importance of being earnest for our non-Shakespeare play. It's just one of his favorite plays. And he had in mind some actors for it. Turns out that it's our first full equity cast um, and an, an incredible group of actors who we're really excited to work with. So for us, being excited about the plays uh, is what it's all about, and that's how this season came together. Both you and Robert are directing uh, Twelfth Night, correct? We are. We co-adapted it. We co-directed it in Mexico, and we're co-directing it here. Now, since we decided to do that, Bob... Um, decided to act in it as well. He's oh. going to be playing Sir Toby Belch, uh, a role that he's trained his entire life for, I think. <laughs> so we'll be co-directing it, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll sort of have the main hand with it. And how do you, how do you plan to stage Twelfth Night? Um, when is it set? It's set in the 1960s in a fantastical world called Deliria, fantastical place somewhere that's sort of reminiscent of Carnaby Street, but is not. Is, is somewhere else. And uh, it's going to include a lot of music, colorful costumes reminiscent of the 1960s. And one of the things that we're doing is in the finale number, we're letting kids from the audience come up on stage. We really want it to be a community celebration and we want to include everybody in it. 
I told my lighting designer when we were talking about lights the other day, you know, if I could pass out tabs of acid to the audience when they came in, I would do that, but I know I can't. But that's that's the spirit that we're going for. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, well, on to Julius Caesar then. Julius Caesar opens August 21st, yes. and as you said, Barry Kraft is cast in the in the lead role as Julius Caesar. You also have Jay Carnes. Jay Carnes is, is a Hollywood actor best known for his roles on LAPD and The Shield. Um, I'm how, I'm a Shield fan myself, um, and um, and and when Barry suggested Jay, Jay started as as a Shakespearean actor, as a stage actor, and he met Barry up at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival in Ashland. Jay did three seasons up there. He's also worked at Cal Shakes. And then he went to L.A. and got this great gig on The Shield as Dutch, uh, one, of the, one of the cops. He was, he was on 89 episodes in the seven years of the, of the Shield. So we considered that his audition for Brutus. We hadn't met him, but when Barry suggested that he wanted to come up and play this summer, we knew his work from television and we knew he'd be great for Brutus because Brutus is this morally tortured guy who's trying to do the right thing. That's the character, very similar to the kind of character that Jay's been playing on The Shield for seven years. And uh, we're very excited to work with him. We haven't worked with any TV actors in the past. You know, we know if TV comes calling that Jay could leave us because the money is very different. Uh, but we don't. We, we're hoping that won't happen. Yes. Who is this understudy? <laughs> Lucas McClure, a wonderful local actor. And what about the staging of this play? This is the first time we've done Caesar, and there's a lot of reasons to do Julius Caesar. The language is incredible. The writing is amazing. We also do it because it reminds us of the timelessness of the things that Shakespeare wrote about, how mob mentality is swayed, how people in power do things sometimes for the wrong reasons how sometimes they do things for the wrong reasons, thinking, talking themselves into thinking that they're doing it for the right reasons. History repeats itself. There are always contemporary parallels with Julius Caesar and with what's going on in politics in the world right now. It's a great reason to do the play. But because it's our first time doing it, we have decided to set it in Rome in 44 BCE, and, and we're going to do it with togas, and we're going to have the battles be reminiscent of what we think Roman warfare would have been like, Roman swords, and we're going to let those contemporary resonances sort of speak to themselves by presenting Shakespeare's work in the time in which it was set. Wonderful. Maybe next time we'll, we'll set it in Iraq or something like that. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Leslie. Thank you, Denise. And congratulations on your 20th anniversary season at Marin Shakespeare. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Shakespeare Talks, brought to you by the Shakespeare Society and PlayShakespeare.com. Shakespeare Talks.